from a new perspective, and in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for the Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another Extraordinary Talk Show. This is your host, Della Hill, here for another extraordinary day at the beginning of an extraordinary week. On that, let's talk for just a minute about how important it is to set intentions before you do something. Before you do anything, whether it's getting up in the morning or planning your career, set your intentions. For example, when you get up in the morning, even before you get out of bed, when you first open your eyes, you've just come from the delta brain level state while you're sleeping through theta. Theta is a really fascinating brain level and it's difficult to get in there and stay in there. But when you're in theta, really, really amazing things can happen. You go through theta at least twice a day, assuming that you're sleeping, because every time you fall asleep, you're going to fall down from beta through alpha into theta, through theta to delta. Then when you wake up again, you go delta, pass through theta to wake up, alpha, and then beta. And beta is typically where you are when you're awake. However, then we all have our backup modes that we do, which is kind of the autopilot things. Like how when you're driving your car and you realize that you got home and you don't even remember how you got there. That's because you were in alpha, which was basically like muscle memory, but it's kind of mental memory that your brain just knows how to do that. So it just goes into it and lets your thinking state relax a little bit. Now, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to wake up, you're going to go through from delta sleeping through theta, through alpha. And when you're wide, wide awake, you'll be in beta. But when you're first waking up, you're still in the process of coming up through all those levels. Alpha and theta is where the magic happens. Before you're fully awake, if you set your intention for how you want your day to go, that triggers parts of your brain that are only accessible when you are that relaxed and when your brain is in those states. But doing that will trigger your reticular activating system to watch for things that will assist you in that intention. For example, let's say that you wake up and you say, I want to smile today. I want to smile a lot. I want to be around people who are smiling. I want to notice people who are smiling. I want to have a lot of reasons to smile. That's a fantastic intention to wake up with. And because you set that intention, your reticular activating system which is kind of gets a supercharge when you set an intention in a lower brain state. Your reticular activating system will watch for those things. It'll watch for smiles. It'll watch for your own smile when you're in the mirror. Say you're washing your hands, you smile at the mirror. You're going to notice, oh, look, I'm smiling at the mirror just like I set my intention to. And then you're going to look around and you're going to notice other people smiling. It's a little bit more difficult right now to notice people smiling because in public, most people have their faces covered. However, genuine smiles show in the eyes. Genuine smiles cause the top of the cheeks to kind of push out a little bit, which even if someone's wearing a mask, you might notice that the the round rosy parts of their cheeks 
push their mask forward a little bit when they're smiling. Look for those things and try to make sure you do those things so that other people can see them too. The point is set your intention and you can set your intention at the beginning of the week that things are going to go well, that you're going to be effective at your job, that you're going to get along well with your family, etc. You can set your intention for the month. Set your goals. Say, these are the things that I hope happens this month. Set your intention for the year. That really is a better way to do New Year's resolutions, which, believe it or not, that's coming up in less than two months. Setting an intention for the year is far better than setting a goal, like a New Year's resolution for the year, because an intention says, this is how I hope things work out. But ultimately, the intention releases attachment to how things turn out. Having an, an intention means that you're hoping that this is how things are going to go forward. However, the key, the hack, is releasing attachment to the outcome. And I know that sounds funny because what I'm asking you to do is before you do something at the beginning of the day, the beginning of the week, the beginning of the task, that you set your intention for how you want things to go. The second part of that is that you acknowledge that no matter what happens, that's okay too. So one is you say, I, for example, when I'm done with the show, I will be going to work. I'll be working a 12-hour overnight shift and I will set my intention for how I hope that goes. I hope that all of my patients are happy. I hope that they're all comfortable. I hope that I have openness to my nursing intuition to show me when they need my assistance. And guys, that is a real thing. I could tell you stories and I could relay, repeat other stories from nurses and doctors who have come very, very close to making a mistake that could have been potentially harmful to the patient. But something triggered, something went, hang on a minute, don't do that, reevaluate that before you do it. I can tell you those stories from my life and every serious medical professional that I know could tell you the same stories. Some of us are embarrassed to tell those stories because it's embarrassing how close we got to potentially causing a problem. The point is our nursing intuition, which is actually just one facet of our higher intuition, jumped in and spoke to us and got us to stop. And I kind of wonder, because I believe in guardian angels and guides and these things, how often did my patient's guardian angel or guide stop my hand? Maybe that was more than just my own intuition. Maybe it was the spirit or guide who was protecting my patient, stepping in and interfering with me. And guys, I think that's pretty cool. I know when I talk about some of these things, some of y'all are like, what? This is a little weird, Della. That's okay. If you don't agree with me, if you don't believe in the things I'm telling you, that is so cool. I am not asking you to agree with me. I'm only asking you to consider something different. Consider a different way of thought. Consider that things might be possible that you never considered possible before. I think there's a line in Alice in Wonderland that something to the effect of, I like to imagine three impossible things before breakfast. Because when you believe in the impossible, 
the impossible comes true. Back to my intentions. When I'm setting my intention for my work, I intend that I will stay focused, that I will stay busy, that I will be effective. I intend all of these things for my work. However, I also recognize that ultimately I'm not the one in control. That ultimately I can do my best part and by setting that intention it will be even better than it would have been otherwise. But ultimately there are factors at hand that I have no control over. And the more I try to control those factors, the less it's going to work for me. I can't control those factors, and, and because I'm trying to control factors that I can't control, that only leads to frustration. Step one, set your intention. Step two, be okay with whatever outcome happens anyway. But guys, that is the hack. That is the key to the law of attraction. That is how to make it work. Decide what you want. Set your intentions for that. Picture it in your mind in one way. For example, when I decided I wanted a new car, I pictured myself driving a car. I daydreamed about walking outside and seeing a car in my driveway. In my particular daydream, it was actually a yellow charger that I saw when I walked out my front door and saw that car in my driveway. However, while I would have liked a yellow charger, I didn't have my heart set on a yellow charger. That was just what made sense for me to imagine as I was daydreaming about getting a new car. It didn't have to be a yellow charger. One thing that I wanted was an automatic hardtop convertible. However, I didn't have my heart set set on that. It was a request I'd put out there. But come on, if the universe finds a car for me that's way better and amazing and it just doesn't happen to have the hardtop automatic convertible, that's okay. And in the end... I had put out some spe the specific intentions I had put for my car were something fast, something fun, something sexy. Those were the only things that were really black and white. And then maybe, maybe an automatic hardtop convertible. And obviously in my price range. Those were the intentions that I set. <clears throat> However, in the end, I was okay with the universe bringing me whatever car. I was not picky. I just wanted those factors. And then the, the universe, three days later, brought me a more amazing car than I ever could have expected. Better than a yellow charger. Better than any other thing that I had imagined when I daydreamed about getting a new car. Instead, I got a pretty badass Mercedes. The thing is, I set my intention, but I didn't hold on to however that was going to come out. On my wedding day many, many years ago, prior to my wedding day, people had told me, your wedding day can go one of many ways. You're there doing something that you love. You're excited about what you're doing. Focus on that. Don't focus too much on every little detail being right because every little detail is not going to be right. And the more you focus on that, the more disappointed you're going to be. So instead, acknowledge that not every detail is going to be perfect, but everything is going to be awesome. Go in with that mindset and know that everything's going to be great. And 
on my wedding day many years ago, everything, in fact, was great. Again, the importance of setting your intention. It doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes it's before a conversation. And this is very helpful, especially if you're going to have a difficult conversation. I even like to do this before making a post on social media. What is the intention that I'm bringing this with? Why am I doing this? Even before I send a text, especially let's say I'm cranky or something is bothering me and I'm sending a text about it. What is the intention of that text that I'm sending? Is my intention to bite and be a little bit hurtful? And is that actually what I want? Because I don't think that that's actually what I want. Is my intention to clarify and communicate? Because if that's my intention, I'm going to write a very different text message than if my intention is to bite and hurt back. Think about these things. We have so many things that we automatically do, automatic response. This person does this, we respond this way. And in doing that, we are acting in responsive mode, not proactive mode. And when we're acting in responsive mode, we're very rarely acting with intention. We are simply automatic monkey brain responding to something when they're really, perhaps, probably, is a better way to do it if we put some thought into that and some intention. One thing I find myself doing, because I work nights, I'll find myself writing a message at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I don't send it. This is what I try to do. And I'm not perfect either, guys. Come on. This is what I try to do, especially if I'm annoyed. I'll write out the message and then leave it. I don't hit send. I just leave it there. And I come back to it later, maybe because I don't want to hit send because people are asleep at 2 in the morning and I don't want to wake them up. But also because when I come back to that message later with a calmer mind, I can set a better intention and I can edit that message and take out the things that are maybe rude or hurtful and re-edit it to be clear and have communication to solve the problem and come to resolution, not simply to bite back. Please set your intentions. When you lay down on, put your head on your pillow, have the intention of having a good night's sleep. Have the intention of having good dreams. Isn't this why you say your prayers at night? Isn't this why you were taught to say your prayers at night? Because, and you weren't taught this is why, but when you lay yourself down at night with a prayer, you're laying yourself down at night with intention. And you're about to let your brain level slide from beta down through alpha, down through theta, into delta. And that is where the magic happens. So when you say that prayer just before going to bed, it triggers your reticular activating system to search for those things, even in your sleep, even in your dreams. So saying goodnight prayers is a fabulous way to set your intentions. Saying good morning prayers is a fabulous way to set your intentions. And do it however way is comfortable for you. But if you're a person who prays regularly anyway, mindfully pray with intention. Put into your prayers 
what it is that you would like God to help you see more of in your life. More patience, more love. What is it that you would like to have less of in your life? And here's the thing. Your reticular activating system pays attention to nouns and to verbs and adjectives, but it doesn't pay attention to the words not, no, don't. Similar things like that. For example, if you say, my intention today is to not swear. Your reticular activating system hears swear. It doesn't hear not. So your reticular activating system is going to be looking for swearing. You need to rephrase that to say, today I'm going to use helpful and loving words. And that's a much better way to say that. If your intention is to not get irritated and have road rage while you're driving, don't say it that way. Instead, say, my intention is to be positive, be happy, and be kind and compassionate to the others on the road around me while I'm driving. In fact, the more words you can use like that, kind, compassionate, loving, the more of those things your reticular reticular activating system is going to look for. That was very important when I worked with foster kids because they would always have goals, things that they specifically needed to work on and to improve. And with those goals, we found that if we said, don't yell, it didn't really help that much. But if instead of using the goal, don't yell, we used the goal, speak with kindness, that is much, much more effective. And the same is true for you. So as you set your intentions, use positive words, use adjectives, use descriptive words, but avoid not or don't. And take the opportunity that you already have, things that might already be part of your routine and your habit to use those times such as saying your prayers to introduce your intentions. Thank you. Next, we have just a few minutes left and I want to talk about something else that's really, really important to me. I want to talk to you about acknowledging your inner royalty. We talked for just a minute, a minute ago about intuition, higher self, that I as a nurse have absolutely have had times I could tell you where my nursing intuition stepped in and sometimes it avoided a problem and sometimes it assisted something positive going well. For example, one time not too long ago, I was walking down the hall. I saw one of my patients sitting on the edge of his bed. And I thought, even though he sat on the edge of his bed, usually it was not an uncommon thing. It occurred to me, he's going to need some help. And I, I was in a hurry to get somewhere, but I pulled out my radio and I called for my CNAs to go in and help him. By the time that they got there, he was sliding off the bed and they managed to get there just in time to prevent the fall. What would have been even better maybe is if I had gone in and helped him myself. However, I had the tools and resources and that's what my CNAs are there for, so I don't have to do everything myself. But my nursing intuition told me there's going to be a problem here. 
and I did the appropriate thing to help prevent that problem. Our intuition is part of each one of us. It is innate. And the reason that we have it, it's not some gift. It's not like a bubble of intuition falls on us occasionally and we go, ta-da. Our intuition is always there because our intuition connects us to our higher self and we never stop being our higher self. You think of yourself by the name you were given on earth and the personality that you have here. There's all of that and then there is another side of you. Your personality that you have here, you've only had that for as many years as you've lived on this planet. Your higher self is the truer you. It's what you are underneath that personality and that name. It's what you were before you had that personality and that name. It's what you will have when you no longer carry around that personality or that name. It's your higher self. It is your deeper self. It is your truest self. You always, always, always have access to this which is why your intuition is always there no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what reasons you think your intuition might not be open to you. That's simply not true. Your intuition is always, always available to you because your intuition is your higher self speaking and you are your higher self. Your higher self is pretty stinking awesome. If we could even begin to acknowledge the value of our higher selves, this world would be different, guys. There are examples. Let me tell you about this. I love crowns. I love tiaras. I was never a girly girl growing up. I was the kind that preferred to ride my bike and climb a tree rather than play with dolls. However, one year for Christmas, a few years ago, I received a tiara. And I had never in my life had a princess tea party. But I wore that tiara that Christmas day, and I loved it. And I loved the way I felt. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Day. I'm still wearing my pajamas, but I was wearing a tiara. And that made me feel special. I've shared this with other people. There's something very, very magical when you give someone a crown or a tiara. If you don't believe me, check out, you can look this up on YouTube, the episode of Big Bang Theory where Amy gives Sheldon a tiara. Something magical happens. I cannot replay for you that episode, but basically what happens is Amy's very angry with Sheldon for not acknowledging her work that she's done and he pulls out a tiara and everything changes everything changes because in that moment instead of not honoring or acknowledging the work that she had done in her field by giving her a tiara he was honoring and acknowledging who she was truly her higher self and honoring her royalty. That is freaking magical. 
I have given away many, many crowns and tiaras because when I give someone a crown or tiara, what I'm telling them is the royalty in me honors the royalty in you. I couldn't give you this gift of royalty if I didn't have royalty within me. Royalty is only one way to describe your higher self, but I'm telling you, your higher self is divine, it is perfect, and it is royal. Acknowledging the royalty within you and acknowledging the royalty in others is one way you can catapult yourself and your life to greater things. Because when you realize how magical you are, when you realize how royal you are, there is nothing, nothing that can stop you. All of us here are on this journey to gain a greater understanding of who we really are. Our higher self is who we really are. And we can like ourselves. I sure like Della. I think Della's pretty dang cool. But part of the reason Della's so cool is because Della honors her royalty within. That's my time. Again, I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. I'm Della. This is The Extraordinary Talk Show. I will see you next Monday. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show.